0: Wirtel makes a run ahead of it. Berkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp. That's magnificent! The move! And then this! Which left Dabby's ass totally stranded.
1: Hello and welcome to a BirdCamp Wonderland preview. Ga- how did I say the preview ones? I've got, I've got no idea. I don't remember how I did it. Anyway, it's the preview show, and it's with me and Stan. And I'm bringing it back. Don't call it a comeback, as LL Cool J, because we have never been gone. Looking at the wrong screen, we have never been gone. Yes, I've been listening to old LL Cool J albums. It's, it's nice to be back, Stan. Have you?
0: Have you been? You've, you've had a slight.
1: You've had some surgery done, like Rio Ferdinand. I see.
0: No, I didn't fly to Turkey and get away in Rooney. I just decided to grow it. All right, People who thought I was bald, you were wrong. I just used to shave it every week, see?
1: Well,
0: that's nice. I'm well, and it's been a while since I've actually been on here with you, Danny. It seems like, I don't know, it's been some months, hasn't it, since we've had an opportunity to do this together yes. because of the time difference. Very true.
1: It has been, been quite a while, but it's mainly been because uh, I just went off for doing... Pre-game, preview shows and post-game shows. But Deke is back for doing the post-game shows. We'll be back Sunday afternoon, Sunday night to do one. And then uh, you're going to be coming doing these. I'll be doing these late night because, you know, there's a whole massive audience out there in North America and other parts of the world that, that would like to join the show live when uh when we're doing it rather than having to watch it later like like bx just said that he's got something to do like let's say, let's say hello to some of the people in the chat uh stefan is there as always bx says is this really going live my evening has been saved well there you go it one ten a.m here and because i'm on the carnivore diet people i am going for a wee every two and a half hours so i go to bed then i have to get up two and a half hours later for a week then it takes me 20 minutes to get back into bed, and then I go back to sleep. And then up to t- so I had to, i slept today from 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. to get the normal amount of six or seven hours' sleep. It's driving me crazy, Stan. You've never seen anything like it. We in every two and a half hours, whether I'm awake or not. There you go, that's enough about my diet, but it's working. Um, Phil is there. Hey, Danny, a late pod for the overseas viewers. See. Phil knows. Happy New Year, fellas. Happy New Year to you, uh, to Phil. I'm not sure when we can stop saying this. I think it's maybe the first week. Then after that, we have to tell him to get fucked, don't we? Uh,
0: new look for Stan. I thought Danny was probably with Andrew Ridgely. Do you know something? That's really spooky that Phil says that. Because <laughs> when I was about maybe 14 and I used to have hair, I used to have uh, a, I used to have what was known back, the, back in the day as a wedge haircut. And I used to have a blonde fringe. I know, I know. It was the 80s, right? And people used to say, you look like Andrew Ridgely. So, hey, it's quite funny that he said that. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had that. Oh, well, well there you go. I,
1: I'd, uh, when people talk about haircuts, the last time I had a haircut was um, probably 19, 1989. I asked him for an undercut. And he undercut one half of it and didn't undercut the other half. So I had to go home and shave it all off. And that's when I started shaving my head. For, for those who are, uh, well, so we've been over diet stuff. We've been over haircuts. Do you think we should maybe move on a little bit to the football?
0: Yeah, why not? That's why they're all here.
1: Uh, I've got some notes, right? The game, Arsenal v Liverpool. I think you knew that. Competition, FA Cup fourth round. I think most of you knew that. The date, Sunday the 7th of January. I'm sure you all knew that. A little extra I've added in. 4.30pm in London, 11.30am in New York. Eleven thirty AM in no eight thirty AM in Vancouver Island. Nice. Hello, Jeff, if you're watching. Three thirty AM in Sydney, ten PM in New Delhi, and one thirty AM in Tokyo. See, we are nothing if not multinational, multilingual. Ah, so it's actually going to be on the on BBC One. Stan, I'm quite surprised by that. I remember it was the FA Cup because uh, the um really? the Everton one was on Channel Four.
0: Okay. Question: is Then, are they are they going back to what they used to do when I was a kid? Where they do, you know, they start sort of about twelve o'clock and give you loads of behind the scenes of the teams and a little bit of history. Do you remember how it used to be? That was it would the be Cup like a final whole event, wouldn't it? You'd just be in front of the telly. You know, your dads and your uncles would be going in; it would be running in and out as well, and you'd have a few cousins round and nibbles and big bottles of cola, and you'd just spend the whole day watching the FA Cup. Yeah, but that was the final. Only the final. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah,
1: it wasn't normal. If I, do I, I do miss yeah.
0: that. I do miss that. I do miss that. special. It's an occasion. Final. And I think yeah. because they don't do that anymore, the generation that's growing up now, because there's no because there's no pomp and circumstance around the final, and it's you know there's other games on on the same day as well, and it's not given its own day. It's it's lost. I think it's lost. It's uh, it's pop- Not its popularity, but uh, its glamour. Because it's not treated the same, and as the generations come out, it's not given the same reverence. Well, because for most players, winning the league, the Division
1: One in the seventies, unless you were Everton or Liverpool, it wasn't going to happen. And then in the late the later uh, in the eighties, Arsenal won it, and Man United started winning stuff. So you were never going to win a title, you were never win a trophy, but to win the FA Cup. That was a feasible task because Coventry won it, Wimbledon won it. So it, it would be a massive day out, like you said, of all the stuff they used to do. And you'd, you'd sit, you go, right, 12 o'clock, get ready for the FA Cup. They have the, they have the camera on the coach on the way to Wembley. And then you'd have interviews of ex-players and pros. You remember the pro-celebrity game you used to have? I think in 1987, it was uh, Coventry beat Spurs. They had a pro-celebrity game and Daley Thompson played football and scored a hat-trick in it.
0: Right, OK, I remember them doing things like that, but I don't yeah. remember that specific one, but yeah. And I
1: met yeah. him at Barnet a few years later for Carl Hoddle's um, testimonial. And I said, oh, I saw you at the Wembley all those years ago. What team did you support you? He I don't like football, walked off. I thought, fuck you. It's where space. Yeah, if anyone under the age of um, 40 is not going to get that. Anyway, ah, some more people have turned up. Uh, Tom Andrews says, nice to see you back, Stan. Is yes, indeed. Okay. Steph is there. Uh, Mike Hurts. Hold on. Here we go. He does this to me every time. I have to go and... Uh... No, he's not Brazilian, is he? He's Mexican. Arriba! Yeah, filthy vermin. I, I was watching on Twitch as a channel that does nothing but it does an old WCW, and then it'll do an old WWF, and they go all the way back to the beginning, and so it would be one Monday, then the other Monday, then back and forth. Juventude Guerrera. And I thought, I hate those people. Cameron with their masks Juventud on. Juventud Guerrera, yeah. <laughs> is well,
0: he the one that wears like a skeleton
1: I... outfit? His outfit looks like a skeleton. It was Oh, I've also got this saved, in case his name ever pops up. <laughs> and I've got the Guatemalan flag, because we all know Mike Hurts is really... Guatemalan, so there you go. Uh, trying to keep this on track, but I'm not going to hold out much hope. Uh, Michael Kelly is there. That's a the name I don't remember. He's got a baseball thing, and he's uh and his avatar the the brand Red. I know nothing about baseball. Uh, moss sports world big up hurts. Uh, You do candy homework over holidays. Every time you put stuff in there, I've got no idea what you're talking about. But it's nice that you're here. Thank you very much. They're all saying hello to each other. Uh, Steph says, I love the FA Cup. Live near Wembley. Uh, My commiserations. Absolute shithole. How could they put the world's biggest, uh, best stadium in that industrial estate in a shit part of London? It's a crime. Every time I think I want Arsenal there in May. Well, yeah, hopefully. Mike, no. They're talking to each other. Ah, Tom Andrews says, "Uh, Fulham defeat done me, Danny. I switched off from football. I haven't even caught up with FA Cup highlights. Well, uh, the Everton Palace game was dog shit and... uh, matey boy got sent off when he shouldn't have got sent off and all the other games have all been one 0 or draws and they've been rubbish not been a single decent game so far out of the four um right stan um what else are we going to talk about so it's on bbc one if you want to watch it get a vpn and you can watch it anywhere in the world if you want to listen to it, it's on bbc iplayer uh players that are out injured okay we've got jury and timber and then hold on i need to do this first go here click on that uh other players that are out is Fabio Ferreira Vieira. Uh January the fifth, there was a note he's doing well again, but it was a surgery that required two different things to get results. Obviously, he is still a bit far from where we want him to be, but he keep he needs to keep working, and hopefully in the next few weeks we can have him available. Stan, your your man might be back. Teabag might be back in on the pitch doing nothing. Are you happy?
0: Yeah. I'm still holding out. I'm still sort of like clinging to the hope that he's going to come good. I've, I'm putting a lot of faith into T-Bag. I don't know why. It's like my little pet project. I really want to see him come good because I do think that there is a player in there. But it does seem that is, uh, the player that's in there is having trouble getting out. So hopefully it's going to happen for him this season
1: yeah hopefully but i doubt it it's going to be a loan with an option to buy and then another one and then it'll be released on a free uh thomas Parties there was said there was some news oh this might be it um January the 5th. I keep forgetting it's January. Uh, Hopefully, quote, hopefully it's weeks until he's fit again. How many weeks it will be will depend a little bit more on how long the next step of training with the team will take him. But he's just progressing well. Do you think there's a smoke screen there? Because we can't talk about what we talk about on WhatsApp. But for him to be out that long is a bit wonky, isn't it?
0: I feel and it wouldn't surprise me and I've said it a few times over an Arsenal fan circle. It wouldn't surprise me if we've seen Thomas Party already play his last game for Arsenal, and it wouldn't oh. surprise me that he could exit the club during this window. you know I mean I like Thomas Partey as a footballer a, a, a footballer he's a, he's a great talent, and what he what he can do really helps us. The problem is though, he's just not available enough. It's just well, he's just... just not being available enough. He's played something like out of all of the available game time that he's had available to him since he's been with us, he's played probably around I think it was around about 30 percent. I no. mean, <laughs> you know, you know, that's 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 just not gonna do it, really. And it wouldn't surprise me that if he was out of the club this transfer window, it really wouldn't. See, I automatically assume that the Saudi Pro
1: League runs a, a calendar year schedule, much like MLS. Does MLS do that? No, it starts in September. Or does it? No, it starts in February and ends in about September. And you I'm mean just like they the run schedule. a calendar year from January to December in the Saudi league? Is that how they do it? No, I, th- I automatically assumed they do, but they don't. 11th of August, 27th of May. That is exactly the same oh. as our one, which means they're still going. They're only halfway through their season. So your your idea that he may be able to uh, get rid of him in this transfer window, might might have legs, might have mega legs. Yeah. So, yeah which it would
0: be nice.
1: Hmm. How much do you think we should get for him, or do you think it would be more of a case of get, um, getting rid of the wages that we have on the books?
0: Well, you'd like to be able to turn a profit, wouldn't you? And I think when we bought him, it was something like £45 million or £50. He had a release clause. I think the release yeah. clause was like €50 million. Because
1: we went over there That's with a suitcase full a cash, did and triggered it sorry we went over there with a suitcase full of cash and triggered the release clause which no one expected in
0: the dead of night
1: <laughs> if people you're listening and you hear me and stan talking over each other a little bit there's a we're doing this thing counting to five and then stan says six when i say five and there's about a one and a half second delay we couldn't figure out why so we're not being rude we are professionals and we've done enough um, podcasting hours together to uh, to work seamlessly together. So, yeah, don't think either of us are being rude because we're not. Um, right. So let's have a few more comments. Hantumi is there. Hello, everyone. Travisur is there. Party for Onana? straight swap. Well, I don't think party will go to Everton because there's issues. But Anana, I was looking at his details before we started the show. Six foot four, yeah. 22 years old. He comes from Senegal. He plays for Belgium. Yeah, he was, uh, started his career in Germany, and then he went to Lille, and then he went to Everton for £33 million 18 months ago. He's a defensive midfielder who can play centre-back and any of the defensive positions. And much like Vieira, very long legs, loves a through ball, hard as nails, and loves to slide in, wrap his legs around you like Mr. Tickle's arms and get the ball off you. 22 years old, Stan. What do you think?
0: I don't know too much about Onana. I know that he's a bit of a toughie when it comes to his mm-hmm. playing style. But I was listening to another podcast. Yes, I listen to other podcasts. Which and they one? Were talking about I was listening to uh, Chronicles of Aguna with Harry Semyon. And I think he was saying Fine. that, you know, from what he's looked at with Onana, he feels that he's maybe missing a little bit on the technical side of his game. But you know, he is a bit of a beast and he's very strong, but I don't know too much about him. So I can't really say whether I'll be excited about that or, or not to be fair. Fair enough. I do. Ah. I would say this though. I would say this though. I, I, I would, it would be nice to have, um, um, a, a bit of a hard bastard join us. I, I think that would be, you know, oh, I've been caught moonlighting. Then,
1: yeah, you certainly have. <laughs> um, even though you've, uh, sent him a lovely mug. Which, uh, if I wanted one of those lovely mugs, where would I go and get one from?
0: What, what lovely mug would you be talking about, Danny? Would you, would you happen s- to have one to hand? Hold on. Hold on. Downloading.
1: There we go. Hold on a second. Save image. Save image to desktop. Because Stan, Stan sent me one of his very fine mugs. Because uh, he's, he's a lovely fellow. And so I took a picture of it, which I'm just going to share with you now. Um, desktop.
0: And then hold here. on, hold on. Where's the real mug? You haven't dropped it already, have you? <laughs> you've only got the picture. There you go.
1: There you go. Stan sent me that. So, Stan, if people would like that mug, where can they go?
0: Well, you can find a mug like that and other bits and pieces on my online store, which is on Etsy. And you just got to go and find the Guna Shack. And it's written underneath wow. my name here on this on the channel. You might find something you like, and you'd also be um, contributing to the all-inclusive holiday in Mexico fund that I'm starting. So,
1: are you, you going to go and stay with Hertz? He's, he's Maybe. Compounding if you like me,
0: I'll probably link up with the uh, with the Arsenal Luchador as well.
1: Oh, arriva signore! I don't know why I said yeah, signore. They bad. don't say signore. I do. They're Italians. They're all foreign to me, governor. Hold on i've been on the pepsi max so what are you drinking a beverage a beer yes i'm drinking a red truck ipa out of my arsenal glass well there you go it's all mugs and cups right catch up on a few little things here um someone made a point about it was further up Ah, Michael Kelly. I waited for this so we could talk about it. Shirley, don't call me Shirley, Tony isn't worth $80 million, but Arsenal need a reinforcement at Stryker. I think he's going to be a lot more than $80 million. $80 million is about £70 million. What do you think,
0: well, Ray, who's in the chat box from my fan circle, he's really high on, on Tony. He's somebody that I know that he would like him to come in. And we've we've discussed this a few times. And I'm of the opinion that when we went out and we bought and we went shopping, we went shopping, didn't we? we came back with Declan Rice. Now, when you go shopping for a player like Declan Rice, you, you're probably shopping at Harrods, you know, oh, yes. top of the line. So now that, now that Arsenal have taken me shopping in Harrods, I don't want to shop anywhere else. And don't get me wrong; you can get some good stuff <laughs> in Marks and Spencers,
1: British Home. They
0: put out they they put out some good stuff as well. But once you've had a taste of Harrods, I mean, it's difficult to go for anything else. So if we are going to be buying uh, a striker to bring into the team, I want to see us bringing in a striker that you know is coming from the same shelf as Declan Rice. You know, so for me, I think for me the next cab off the rank has got to be Victor man. I mean, the wild dream, the wild, the wild, wild dream. And I keep seeing it now in the last 24 hours. Everyone's talking about how Mbappe is now into the last six months and can sign a pre-contract. And I'm just like, stop it. Stop it. Stop doing that to me. Because for me, that would be like, that would be the dream because that's a show of intent. I know he brings a lot of baggage and it'd probably be a a right little whiny git to deal with. But at least we'd have Mbappe. And for me, the bragging rights would be fantastic. But on a realistic sense... You know, I, I, you know, if we can't stretch to that, which we probably never would be able to, I think we should be going all out for someone like an Aussie man. You know, the the release clause is 112 million. Maybe we could do like a pre-contract and bring him in in the summer, or do some sort of a some sort of a you know sort of layaway deal where they get X <laughs> amount now and X amount then. And we're very good at these deals, right? We're we're very good, right? We've done it with Nicolas Pepe. Maybe we can work something similar, but. For me, it has to be top of the line, and don't get me wrong. I think Ivan Tony is a good player, but I think if you were looking at tears, he ain't Harrods. For me, he's not Harrods. No, he's the sh- he's maybe in that shop below Harrods, wherever that may be. You know, he is someone
1: who's gone out to buy his milk from Sainsbury's or maybe Marks and Spencers. They were close. So he's nipped into Harrods for a pint of milk and realised it's eight quid, and is he going to steal it or leave?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or even, or even someone like a Dusan Vlavic, which um, Tone, Tone V mentioned in the in the chat box, I think would be maybe an upgrade on Tony, but you know, t- Tony could be the more convenient one. He knows the league. You know, mm. he literally just have, have to get a bus across London to come and play for us. So maybe it's them, and Arsenal seem to do like to going for the more convenient, lazy deals sometimes. I've noticed.
1: Mm, I do.
0: Um,
1: a new person here, uh, Brenny74, that's uh, four years younger than me, so uh, happy 50th this year, Brenny, if that is indeed your age. A name I've not seen before, now scroll a little bit further down. Um, Travis says Dy- Dybala has a release clause for like 15 million. Yeah, I mean, he's, him and uh, Lukaku have turned Roma around a little bit. Uh, not Roma, It was left Roma, didn't he? Where's he gone? It was at Roma. Oh, no, he is Roma. Is it yeah, one of the Milan's? Um, no, Lukaku was at Inter on loan, and then now he's gone to Roma on okay. loan under um, Jose. So they've got DiBALO and Lukaku up front, banging in goals, but the rest of the team is not very good. But he has had a, a, a sordid history of back and forth all over the place, but still a really decent player. Uh, Mike AC Milan-Hertz says, After the public madness of the Vlahovic rejection, I don't think we want him uh phil says eddie on the sale on sale in poundland uh boy 10 Uh, i honestly doubt we don't don't have that
0: good we don't have poundland here in in, uh, canada but we have the equivalent it's called dollarama and yeah i think i saw eddie tucked away on a shelf there he shit isn't he the worst player to ever score a premier league hat trick
1: that's over the top (laughs) isn't it uh, would be funny if we didn't find his pre-ban form. Uh, I like Victor Ossiman, but I he's got a touch of the Youngs about him for me. He's the star and he knows he's the star and he's not going to he's not going to be like a Declan Rice that is going to give you everything cool all of the time. Do
0: you know is, uh, do you know I will uh, full disclosure here. I'll tell you what it is about Ossiman that I really like. He wears a mask. I want to I want a guy that wears a mask playing for us, man. And fuck it, let's go to whole hog and give him a cape as well. Might as
1: well. Might give that a go. Uh, another name I've not seen before, Tone V. man is destined for Chelsea. He has got Chelsea written all over him. And Tone follows yeah. that up with Vlachovic is more suited for us. Yeah, I mean, Juventus are doing really well this season. They're second in this area behind the mighty Inter Milan. Uh, I'm not sure where AC Milan is, but they're not doing very good because they've got a pensioner up front. Si, is there... Go and get the the obligatory. Where is it? There we go. Get the ticker going. Sigh out because oh, I pressed the wrong thing. Because sigh is a cyber bully. Boy ten says Arteta can't make the Mbappe bid because he has no inkling on how to make the club economically viable enough to sign him. Would end up selling Saka and Martinelli to fund one year of Mbappe. Genius, boy, 10 genius. Travis Hill says, I'd love Mbappe, but I feel he's too much of a diva. He's just the best player in the world, best striker in be the world. It would now. be great though, wouldn't it?
0: Just it would be great i like, just to, just to like have him for a bit. That'd just be great, you know, would... because then you would feel that you would feel wouldn't you feel that you could then go, okay, we can go toe to toe with City now. And they've got Harland, yeah. we've got we've got Mbappe, that'd just be like. You know, it's like Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk for that, you know, undisputed championship. It'd be fantastic. And it would hurt even more if, because I've been reading that uh, Ossiman seems to be more in the frame for Chelsea. They seem to be doing a lot more. And I think that um, because he's got a connection to Drogba, you know, he has a sort of like maybe a slight favouritism towards Chelsea. But I've also been reading that, And, you know, it could all be clickbait rubbish. It's that time of year and they got to generate stuff. But there's a lot of stories I keep coming up about how Liverpool could be more in the frame when it comes to the UK for uh, Mbappe's signature. And if that happened, man, I'd probably write a strongly worded letter to somebody because I'd be that angry.
1: to whom it may concern my name's stan i've just got my new hair and i'm about to pull it all out (laughs) it's all your fault exactly (laughs) um in the one of the last podcasts we did uh bx said give me Lewandowski on a six-month loan to the end of the season well he's now 35 years old wednesday 36 august so he's still 35 that's how it works just looking fucking he's got a lot On his Wikipedia, last season in the league, 23 and 34. This season, he's got 8 and 17. Barcelona can't afford to let decent players go because they haven't really got that many at the moment. And most of the players they bought in the Mm. summer were free transfers. um, Transfers in, the most they spent was uh, 3.4 million on Oriol Romero from Girona. And in the winter, 40 million on Victor Roque. So that's it. And and, oh, Victor Rockway is a is a
0: forward. Is he any good? Mm, I don't know that person. I don't know that person. I was just chuckling. I was just chuckling at Mike Hertz bringing up Danny Sabios in the chat. You know what happens when you bring up Danny Sabios, Mike? You know what happens when you put me with Danny Sabios? What's that? You just made the list.
1: Uh Uh-oh, someone's in trouble.
0: (laughs) And if you were watching our show last night, you will understand. I've started a list, apparently. I've I've started a list. Nothing to do with Epstein, but I have started a list.
1: Oh, uh, you're not organising a a trip to fuck Island, then? No. I mean, if if Stephen Hawking can go, then, you know, maybe I'll be able to get a lift there, get some wriggling going on. (laughs) Can we get an Arteta out from Cy? No, we can't. No, we're not starting all this process again. We're sticking with him. Uh, where are we? Cy came in hot. Yeah, it did. That's, that's mean. Uh, Saka missed a pen or two. I bet Danny wears a mask and a fat suit, and underneath he looks like Tom Cruise. Well, you know, the carnivore diet feel. Try it. It's amazing. Just uh, dairy and meat. No carbs, no sugar. Oh, I miss chocolate. Uh, so it's, uh, people still talking about Mbappé. like there's any chance on earth that is ever going to have? We will probably get Darwin Nunes and Curtis Jones from Liverpool if Mbappé goes there. He ain't going to go to Liverpool either. He said he's staying at PSG, and they're only going to pay him a couple million that. a week.
0: Huh? I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's actually said that. I think he said that he's enjoying it and that. But he sounds to me like he's um, he's edging his bets to me. And and why not? If you're someone like killing and Mbappé, you wouldn't show your hand, would you? Sniffer 1973 says, "Was that you in
1: the canoe at the riverside, Danny? Now, does that mean you're a local? Because uh, our riverside in God Manchester is massively flooded. If I went there, I'd cause an electric shock to anybody that was near me because I'd be nipple deep in water. So, are you a local, Sniffer? Let me know." uh Mike Hertz says, "No, not on the list. Not the list. You're too late. You've you've you need to be responsible for your actions, uh, Mike." Uh, He'll be, be on the first bus to Guatemala. He'll be going through the uh, Dar- Darien Gap back to Mexico. But no, that goes the other side of Mexico, isn't it? I was watching a bloke who's just been through it. Uh, oh, here we go. Stan List, hashtag. MAP is a good signing and as the sacker of backup. Jeez, he's not making it easy for himself, <laughs> is he? It. That's <laughs> the list. Um... That the Sai says Mbappé is not coming to Arsenal. We we as a club cannot achieve anything of significance in recent history to get a play or that standard. Sai is not a happy man. And do you know know my answer
0: to that? My answer to that would be when many, many moons ago, when Robinho turned up at Man City, things can happen if the right deals are done, you know. And we do have a we do have quite a, a quite a history and he almost, well, he was, he was courted by Arsenal many years ago by Wenger, wasn't he? You know, his parents came Everybody to London. Was. Came around London, Coney. Uh, he went to the... Wenger went over there and had tea with him in France, but he, he, he chose not to. So there is a bit of... Um, there is a little bit of history there. And obviously, there's always that French link with Arsenal that, that players remember growing up, you know, watching players like Thierry Henry and Patrick Vieira playing for Arsenal. So there's always been a little bit of a link I think, with with, with French players to Arsenal.
1: I uh, now know who Mark is. He lives in Warboys. That's the place where I first had sweet, sweet love with a lady in Warboys. And I've met Mark a couple of times in Huntington Town. He's a very friendly bloke. Um, what else have we got down there? We haven't got any more stuff down here. People are just talking about your list. Um, BX says, Arsenal is a type of team Mbappe could get in and just, I don't feel Arteta can manage him. Mm, he's a young man, Arteta. Yeah, but Mbappe said he's reached an agreement with the owner of PSG. He didn't say what the agreement was, but I just assumed it he <laughs> means he's staying.
0: Well, are they, are they going to crown him the King of France now? I said, there's nowhere else for him to go. they have given him like the keys to the football club, and you know, Miles will just make him the King of France. Sadly, I fired Chris, so we'll never know what's actually going on in that league.
1: Right, back to the game. Previous yes. games against Liverpool, all competitions since the beginning of time. What would you say, Stan? How many games do you think we've played?
0: I mean, I don't know. Hit me with it. It's going to be a lot, right? Both two hundred the top leagues. Two hundred and forty. Wow, quite a lot. Um, and how have we done?
1: Right, we have won eighty-two. They have won ninety-four. And we have drawn 64. The first ever FA Cup game against uh, between the teams. 1st of February, 1913. Were you at that game?
0: No, I was out that day. Busy. Cutted.
1: Oh, Woolwich Arsenal 1, Liverpool 4. Didn't happen. Last five games against Liverpool, all competitions, at home. Uh, the last one was the 9th of October last two years ago. 2022 arsenal 3 liverpool 2 i vaguely remember that one before that 16th of march 2022 liverpool came to the, the emerson beat us 2-0 in the premier league and then in january that year they came to the emerson beat us 2-0 in the league cup april in 2021 they beat us 3-0 at home in the premier league and the 15th of july 2020 we beat them 2-1 at home in the premier league and i think that was that a bit COVID-y, that one so we uh we might I forget about that. And then you've got the record uh Mikel's record against Liverpool as a manager and against Klopp are the same. So played 12, won four, drawn three, lost five. So that's just pretty tight, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It is pretty tight. It's not as bad as it's not it's not as bad as what you would imagine it to be. And I think that we're actually getting a little bit closer now uh, to Liverpool. And I, I, I do think that the main the main difference is is that when you watch the match right on TV when it comes on on Sunday, Sunday, right or Saturday Sunday, yep, Sunday afternoons. When, when you watch it on TV and it comes up right, and you see the you see the lineups, look at the benches of each team, and you look at the Liverpool bench, and you could probably pick out a few players there that you could say you could say to yourself, "Yeah, I'd have them in." The, I, that person could probably even from coming to the first team. But if you look at our bench, you ain't going to be able to do the same. And I think that's where the key difference is between us and them at the moment, is that the the, the supporting cast are a lot stronger for Liverpool. And our front three at the moment has looked exceptionally toothless. And we don't have really much that we can do with the front three. We seem to have to, we're stuck with Saka and Martinelli in good times and bad, whether they're in good form or not. And then what can we do with Gabriel Jesus? You see him already. Whereas you look at Liverpool, they seem to have a few more pieces that they can, they can mix it up a little bit more. You know, they've got Jota that they can bring in. They've got uh, Nunes. You know, they've got quite a few players across that front three that they can bring in. So that gives, them yep. the, that gives them the edge for me. That's where they get their edge.
1: I've asked for your predictions in the chat, people. So far, we have got six. Boy 10, you might want to redo yours because it goes to a replay and the replay then goes to penalties, so you might not change that, unless you're predicting a replay and then penalties, and that would be a, that would be quite sneaky of you. Um, right, what else are we going to talk about? Uh, I think that's all the, the stats that I've got done. Right, um, yeah. How do you think the game itself is going to go? Do you hold out much hope of a win?
0: Well, when we when we when it was coming up to the Fulham game. After the West Ham game, I put out on Twitter, or X if you want to call it that, that, it was the first time in a long time that I was feeling nervous going to bed, going into the game the next day. You know, I I didn't feel confident about it. In fact, I didn't say on Twitter, but I was actually thinking to myself, I don't think we're going to win. I felt that we we were going to go through. We've looked so toothless up front that I felt that we, on the back of the West Ham game, I couldn't see what would change in the Fulham game, that would get us out of it. So going into this Liverpool game, I also feel a bit nervous as well because I do think there's a bit of a funk in the team. And our front three just looks so toothless. You look at the numbers of uh, Odegaard compared to last season, he's way off. Martinelli is way off this season, way off. And Saka, he's there or thereabouts. And then we've got a striker that doesn't score anyway, you know? He'll, he'll give us a goal sort of like, it feels like we get a goal from Jesus once every three to four games. If we're playing him tomorrow, he's kind of a goal. Maybe tomorrow he'll be able to nick one. But we've got quite a good defence, so the stats tell us. But if we can't score goals and they only have to score one, then that's it. That's the end of our competition. So I'm a little bit worried and I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, but I'm just being honest. I've not felt... I've not felt confident over the last few games about the way that we've played. To be fair,
1: a lot of sense there. Um, BX says if we can't beat them without Salah, we won't win anything this year. We have to win. Graham Denton says while that, while that uh, of the start of the season, we we're all excited to add depth to the squad. Now with injuries, we don't look deep at all. We look, we look one injury away from a crisis. Yep. Yeah. Uh, tone, T O A N, not tone. Our players aren't on the same wavelength. I think that's uh, very true. Um, that's yeah. another prediction. Um, a daft question says Phil, but has Pepe left the club. Well, that all depends on who you talk to because some people say that he has gone on loan, and then at the end of the season will cancel his deal, and some people it says he has signed for them. So. The the truth out of that, I've got no idea. I'm gonna go and see what the what the Wikipedia says because the Wikipedia is often quite right.
0: I thought he was I thought we'd I thought he was no longer part of Arsenal's plane, you know, like as in like we'd worked something out, ripped up the contract or something or other. I thought he that was it, he was done. Oh, it doesn't even show me. Control F P E P E. Nope. Uh
1: released Ah, wikipedia says contract termination 10th of september 2023 he's gone to trabzonspor my um turkish team thank you very much kevin campbell and he uh, he he didn't play for a while while he was there but now he has played according to wikipedia he's played no fucking games because they're idiots but yeah he's played a few games scored a few goals he's not doing too bad there and i go and have a wikipedia aren't even showing it stick things up your bum you shit banks uh, get rid of the the injury table go back to here uh but right, there was some more if you haven't put a prediction in people put it in and then we can ridicule you uh, when it turns out we win 8-0 uh boy 10 is not happy says arteta's tactics are hampering the team right now because he wants to get Havertz scoring goals so our midfield is always vacated unless Zinchenko is on crack for a day again <laughs> perfectly put. we are a fucking mess if Zinchenko plays, we have no cover down the left-hand side. And then if he doesn't play, we play Kivu at left-back, who isn't a left-back, who can't go up and down the left-hand side. So then we end up playing four centre-backs, doing nothing. Ben White is injured because we don't have another right-back that can come in and give him a rest other than um, uh, Tommy Ashu. And if Tommy Ashu is going to play a game, he's going to come in and, and play rather than Zinchenko. So we are a little bit fucked and there's no belief in the squad how can you have 30 odd chances at goal and not score a single goal and we've had like was it 80 or 90 over the last four or five games and scored three goals it's just pathetic because jesus has no isn't a goal scorer eddie can score in a brothel and he's never ever going to give Manoari a go
0: no and I think the problem that we have is when we've decided to go with youth in a lot of key positions. So we have Odegaard, Saka and Martinelli, who are quite young. And generally, when you have players of around their age coming into a big team, you look at the way, for example, United are using Garnacho. You can see that Garnaccio is a talent and he's got all the tools there, but he's still learning. right? But they're not starting him every game, every week, every week, every week. He'll start Until some games, dead. other games he'll be on the bench. And that's because players of that age, they, they are inconsistent while they're learning. You know that they've got talent. You know that on their day they can, they can do, you know, excellent things. We only have to go back and remember Martinelli's goal, his arrival goal against Chelsea, which was kind of like his announcement. We know that the guy's got talent. But when you're that young, I think that players tend to go through patches of inconsistency. But what we've done is, rather than having it like the Garnacho way where we can take them out and we have a regular person that can come into that position, like in their case, it would be a Rashford. We haven't got that. It's Martinelli or Bust in that position. So when he's not going through uh, having good games, Arteta is loath to take him off. Because if he's going to take him off, who's he going to put in his place? Trossard? And Trossard was a player that, even before we signed him, on Fan Circle, myself and Ray were talking about players that we would like to see come into the club and we both agreed that we liked Trossard. Problem is with Trossard is that he comes off the bench, he does really good things and he keeps saying to yourself, man, he's got to be knocking on the door for a starting place. He has to be on the manager's mind for a starting place and then Mikel will do that. He'll give him a starting, uh, a, a starting opportunity and then he won't pay him back. He'll be absolutely pants. And then he's taken out of the team. So if you've got a player like that, he's probably loath to take Martinelli out because his only option is Trossard, who he isn't confident with either. So it's not a good situation to be in. It's
1: not good. Boy 10 says, if Arteta tells Havertz to sit in our front line and wait for long balls again, then I cannot see us beating Liverpool. He's supposed to facilitate his side of the midfield, but Arteta tells him not to. Yeah, and then plus it means when Havertz plays, like Boy 10 says, Havertz goes further forward. And that's the role that Erdegaard did last season. He was the one who went forward from midfield and did stuff. And now he's not doing it. And so he's not scoring the goals. Uh, Fran is there. Uh, I'm still haunted, Fran. Never sure to call you Bex or or Fran or... God, there's another name, isn't there? But yeah. I'd like you to come on to a show soon, uh, Fran, if you can. Fran might be your sister's name. You've told me a thousand times, like with Ray. Ray in the chat and Ryan, I get their names mixed up because they're both podcast owners and they've got the same letters. And so I call Ray Ryan and Ryan Ray and then some of them neither. And it's an absolute mess. (laughs) It's lovely to have you here. I hope you're well. Um, People, go and have a look for G-O-A-L. A R T Z O on Twitter
0: and go and follow her and have a look at some of the artwork she does. It's yes wonderful. Especially yeah. some of the ones where she's filmed it on like a you know, like the time lapse, so it's all done yes. quite quickly. Where it starts and where it ends up. It, it's very, very good. Um, very good at drawing people's likenesses, their faces, some very good Arsenal players one on there that you should check out. Very good. What I've always wondered, Fran, and if you can tell us, when you're
1: people artists they draw stuff you draw stuff you copy photos i always think well, why don't you draw something that they would never do now that could sound a little bit rude that's not what i mean people get they they draw footballers as footballers and they're doing footballing things i always wondered why don't artists do them doing something else you go well that's that's right, never right. been a photo that's never going to happen but well, here I you go I'm,
0: I'm, a drawing of dennis camp uh stood at a sink with rubber gloves on just yes. doing the washing up something like that well you know it's dennis Bergkamp. camp like you see all
1: these these drum these uh, paintings of uh the of um monkeys but no lions but where they're wearing a suit like they've got this posh person sat upright like having a portrait painted and it's a lion's a lion but in a human body things like that hmm. like that always makes you go oh i quite like that
0: <laughs> Phil Mac has um, said because as you said right you know draw footballers doing something that they don't usually do Phil Mac has come up with one Frank could draw Jesus actually scoring a goal <laughs> where's that
1: oh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to I was trying to go down to Fran's bit very good um Phil. Graham says, I did not think I'd hear anyone praising anything United are doing of late. <laughs> yeah, especially not Pan United fans. Goldberg has been, Goldbridge has been absolutely wonderful in his uh, his it, Goldbridge-isms. Uh Boy, Town says, ESR can play left on the wing and saved Arteta's ass by playing there. Why can't he play? Even we couldn't answer that, Stan, can we?
0: Can I just say, do you think Goldbridge has like these isms that he has written down, or he just comes up? Must have. He said on the other day, I was watching him, and he's going, "What's he doing? Where's he going? He's just run away. He's like, he's like a nonce. He's realised that he's just left his, he's left his uh, computer in (laughs) PC World. Something (laughs) like that. It was brilliant. Uh, uh, Franz says,
1: "I know what you mean. I am actually going to do that for us. Uh, I'm Saka coming up, actually." Now I'm thinking, is it Fran? Because she used her sister's name for a YouTube account many years ago. And it was going to say Fran. And then it's it was, no, that's not my name. That's my sister's account. And now I can't get it out of my head. It's wiggling around in there like a wiggly worm. Uh, Draw Raya making a save. (laughs) (laughs) He saved a penalty, you evil man. Steph says, Dennis should be making a cocktail next to the ice machine. See, there you go. Loads of stuff. Um, Still got
0: any of them seeds, mate? Still got any of them seeds? Here's an idea: I could have a few Arsenal legends all sat around like a card table, all their cards up looking around at each other with different expressions, looking around the table like you know. And there's like money in the middle, and you know, cigar in the ashtray, sort of thing. Just, to, I just thought of that you can have that. So I was,
1: friend. I need. I'm starting to possibly doing a new YouTube thing just about my carnivore diet and my medical condition, and how the two combine, because it's quite interesting. And I was thinking, for the header along YouTube, it is, um, if you look at YouTube, they, along the, the banner across the top of it, and you know the Last Supper, I wanted yeah. someone to draw me, the. Uh, I'm going to ask um, uh, Sebi. Um, so the table's quite long, and then will have me in the middle, and normally you have all the apostles either side of it. I want a chicken there, a pig there, a cow there, someone made of cheese sat there. And then uh, just me eat, um, all, all eating or I'm eating and then they're all looking at me. That's the idea that I want, but that's that's probably a lot of work. And uh, I know Sebby's skilled. I mean, Fran's way too skilled to mess around with that kind of shit. But that's the header I'd like on it. Um, yeah, because it's, uh, it's an interesting journey so far, mainly involving a lot of piss, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> Phil says, draw Arteta making a sensible decision. Uh, Graham says Arteta having a cup of tea with PGO ML leadership. Actually, they're the kind of things that can't draw Arsenal. And uh, who's the other one? The one who does the uh, the videos of of comedy stuff and their cartoons. Maybe that is can't draw Arsenal. Oh, it's can't draw and badly drawn, isn't there? So yeah, it's can't draw is very good. Sniffer says Goldbridge is a helmet, and Phil says Haven't you got a my fan site. No, um, too much man here for most women and not in the right places. So, uh, yes. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Stan, before we let these people continue with their days?
0: No, not really. Looking forward to the game. I think the games between Arsenal and Liverpool are always pretty exciting anyway. But I, I am a little bit nervous going into this one. For me, I would go with the strongest lineup possible. Because I think some players need to start making up for a couple of performances. So he needs to field the strongest. And we don't have a game for quite a while, do we? We don't have a game the following week, do we?
1: Mm.
0: There's a bit for of a For no reason. So we can afford to put out a strong team. And as a few people in the chat box have been saying, you know, they're, they're going to be without Salah. So it's a good opportunity because we know how, how good he is. And I was actually disappointed in the last game that we played, even though we've gone to Anfield and came away with a draw, which is no mean feat. Deep deep down inside, I was really hoping that we could be decisive and just for confidence within the team that we could have come away with all three points. But I'm looking forward to Sunday, but I'm nervous.
1: Um, right we've only got 10 predictions i've got them starred so if you haven't done a prediction yet put the prediction in the chat and me and stan are going to talk about podcasts for a couple of minutes mike hertz says top three non arsenal related podcasts
0: we got some top three non arsenal related podcasts uh well yeah i will uh if you like wrestling i like listening to vince russo uh, his podcast mm. because he's a little bit out there and he makes me he makes me laugh out loud sometimes um i also like uh double toasted which is a podcast that kind of discusses movies when they come out they re- they review movies tv shows and a few a few things about celebrities but they're quite entertaining as well and i think the last one would probably be uh i also like the uh uh, something to wrestle to with uh, Conrad and Bruce Pritchard. Again, a wrestling-orientated podcast where they look at pay-per- pay-per-views, different wrestlers, and Bruce Pritchard has been involved in so much, gives you his insight, and uh, it's usually quite quite entertaining as well.
1: There you go. Um, Phil says, listen to Kermode and Mayo. I They've gone very left-wing with their um, Kermode. Very left wing all the time. Any chance he gets to have a little fucking dig at someone. Is that Mark Mode, the film guy? Yeah.
0: Okay. okay. They
1: used to do a Mark Commode and Simon Mayo used to do one on BBC One uh, years ago. Still like them. still. But I don't like the fact that they're not BBC now. So there's adverts and you have to skip through them. But their adverts are brilliant because they ad lit or they, they're, they're different every single time. Um, so I like that. But I don't listen to that that often. Uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History is absolutely brilliant one. i have listening to one now about King of Kings, about the history of the Middle East. And that's uh, three of podcasts, and each one's about five or six hours long. Or Dan Carlin's Common Sense, which he used to do one every couple of weeks about politics. Doesn't do that one anymore. Uh, obviously, Joe Rogan is the the king of podcasts. Um, he's doing one at the moment by the bloke who, who was a writer-director of, oh, 1883. The one about the wild west and the people traveling across it, and then he also did the king of the what's that one that um, the bow and arrow bloke for Marvel Hawkeye Jeremy Renner, yeah, what, Jeremy Renner. He did a, a TV series, The the King of Kingstown, no, the mayor of Kingstown, yeah, no, that wasn't that was uh, Titanic Birds getting on my bloody nerves now. It
0: should have it in my list of TV, no, it, it is the, no what's it called? It is the, the no, it's not the mayor, is it? What is it? Another one you mean his brother died and he kind of looked oh, Ma- mayor. mayor
1: of Kingstown the one with her, that that woman in is the MARE of East Town yes yeah, so a mayor of Kingstown absolutely stunning TV series as is 1883 so there you go so Joe Rogan anything by Dan Carlin and actually I've got all my list of all my Spotify favorite ones totally football show don't count Nick Abbott the whole show He's a little bit lefty at times, but he's right. We're all in a
0: bloody mess. I will mess. say one thing as well. If you like to watch scary videos, which, I you Ooh. know, there's a guy called, uh, there's a channel called Casper Site, and he's really funny, and it's basically him watching other people's videos on other channels. And some of the stuff is is actually like, wow, that's a bit freaky, but his reaction always makes me laugh out loud as well when he's actually watching it. His reactions are quite funny. So that's another good one, Casper Site. I don't like horror. But most films. of the, most of the podcasts I listen to are actually Arsenal related.
1: You know? No, I listen to football very rarely. I mean, I watch a load of ones on YouTube that are my friends like your one, and they're not another Arsenal podcast. And hurts is yeah. Um, if you're not
0: watching that, you should be. Not another Arsenal podcast.
1: Yeah, so um there's a fab podcast called Lovejoy, actually, which we all know. Lovejoy is my one of my favourite TV series. Uh, BX has got it, it's stunning, stunning TV series. There's two series of it at the moment. I'm currently watching all of um, Billions. I watched it all the way up to episode no. series six, and then uh, so now series seven is out again. I started it from series one again. Okay. S- um, series four and five drag quite a bit, but yeah, the ones I'm about on actual season. rod. Yeah, that I'm on series seven yeah. at the moment. Um, so Graham and, says, and if
0: you like billions, there's another show that you should watch. I think they've done uh five seasons of it, it's finished now. Uh, it's called Succession. Excellent! Oh, yeah, I watched the first excellent. Season of that and then forgot to watch the
1: rest of it, so that's another one I'll start from the beginning. Excellent. Uh, Graham says, about injury is massive, he runs down everywhere, everyone in the center. Without him, we'll have uh time on the ball. Um, so we're just, uh, right, let's go and do your, your predictions because we've been going for nearly an hour for a, a half-hour show. is ridiculous. Right, Mike Hurts uh, lose 2-0. It'll be Liverpool winning 2-0. Uh, Ryan Ray, right. uh, a, a game full of goals. We win 3-2. Moss Sports World 2-1 to the Arsenal. Jesus and stupid Jota ties it and then Trust subs in and wins it. Oh, well, there you go. Lovely. Phil 2-0, the Arsenal. Let's embrace the spirit of 89. Uh when we were young and handsome, Danny. Oh great. I actually got one woman at McDonald's drive-through who said, Oh, you look like Bruce Willis. I'm diving out on my fucking gravestone, even though I'm being cremated. I'm never dying, so never mind. Uh Travis Orr says, Heart says two-one, brain says two-one to Liverpool. Uh Toan V says two-one the Arsenal. Mike Hertz, I've already done that question, so I can go away. Sai says two-one Liverpool. Boy 10 says 0-0 this game, next game 2-2. And then he said 5-3 on penalties, and I can't remember which way round it was. Stefan says 4-3 the Arsenal. BX says 1-0 to the Arsenal. Graham Denton says 3-1 the Arsenal. Hantumi says 2-1 the Arsenal. Miss Molina, who I've seen some of your YouTube stuff, it's very good. I'm glad to see you all well again. Uh, 2-1 the Arsenal. Come on, you gunners. Lovely jubbly. I'm going to go back and have a look at the live chat, see if I've missed any. No, apart from Moss Sports saying, oh, yeah, Hope Oz is good. Uh, Oz, the TV series. Oh, That's a good show. That's a good Ficious. show. Yeah. yeah That's get a away really good show, man. Yes. Uh, well, there you go. That's it. Um, oh, there was another really good series that had a number in it. Not, it wasn't 1883. It wasn't 1923. It was about a woman on an, an old-timey ship like the Titanic going somewhere. Oh,
0: I saw trailers for it. It was like yeah, it was like it was called like eighteen twenty seven or something like that, wasn't it? Eighteen
1: ninety nine, absolutely stunning, and you will never ever guess the twist at the end. Uh, Miss Miss Molina says thank you, and I wouldn't give it away. That's okay. I'm glad to hear you're you're well again because a lot of people on Twitter were giving you some love. Uh, George Carlin, I don't know where you got that from. One of the great comedians that's ever lived. Um, there you go. Right, Stan, Uh I am going to go – we're going to lose this uh 3-1 because Arteta is not in a good place at the moment and I don't trust him to make the decisions that need to be made to play the right people in the right formation with the right tactics at the right time. He is – he's having a bit of a brain fart at the moment. He's going to come good. Don't want him sacked. Um Oh, here we go. Uh, Joe Madeira says, Why have so many fans gone crazy? Never seen such an overreaction. Go on, Joe, you tell them. And then Boy 10 says, Danny went 3 1 Liverpool, acting like Anfield, like such an entitled fan base. Oh, well, it doesn't include yeah. me. I, I'm not entitled, I don't think we're gonna win it. <laughs> uh, no, right, so yeah, on. what did you say you're gonna, <laughs> been what leaving, are you are gonna go yeah. for, Stan?
0: Um, as I mentioned, I'm just worried at the moment that we're having a problem converting goals. Um, yeah. I'm worried that it's going to be maybe a 2-0 to Liverpool. And I really hate when people ask me for predictions and I go against Arsenal. I don't like doing it. No. You know, I try to go with my, my uh, heart over my head. But I've been worried for the, for the last few games now and that hasn't quelled.
1: Uh, Moss said the mayor of Kingstown wasn't that an odd show about a dude in Toronto no it was about gang violence and prisons and organized crime in Chicago or somewhere like that um, Joe Madeira said people forget where we were two years ago fuck's sake that's why I say I don't want him sacked we are not the, the end product yet for Arteta but we're, we're in a bit of a funk at the moment and you know, and if, we, if if Arsenal lose 3-1 tomorrow, I will not be on Twitter going, told you so, told you. I will be sad. I yeah, want I'll to be, be proven right tomorrow as well. and let's go out there and, and get a healthy 1-0 win. I'd love that. But I just
0: don't Can I just ask it. as well, Joe, do you actually live in Madeira? Because I used to live in Funchal. I lived there for a couple of years or so in Madeira. And I loved living there on that island as well. So I just wondered. And if you do live in Madeira and you're from Madeira, you will probably understand when I say that. I really do miss a good bottle of Maciera to have on the cold winter nights. It's never cold. In, is that in Spain? madeira's in Madeira portugal answer. it's an island part of possessed it's, its own island part of portugal oh here we go
1: here's the answer oh wow no i live in london my parents are from porto da cruz okay nice we were talking about portugal the other day because i said to sean i said if only you could i said you're not too old to take up tennis are you and she said why i said well you're only 25 that's my daughter by the way I said, you can take up tennis, become a multi because she's got knees like a builder and she's an angry person with a good punch. And I said, uh, <laughs> she's good looking and so the media will love her and all the boys will fancy her. And then I said, then we can go and uh, buy a, 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 some land in Portugal because I want to go and live in Portugal. Spain is uh, too common for me. And I want to go, go and support a Portuguese team. And At the moment, I support Penafiel because I did a, back in the 80s, people used to play fantasy football where you would be by the post. And the team they gave me was Penafiel, which are a shit second division team in Portugal. But I'd have to support a big team. So I'd want to live close to somewhere. And I think I'd probably go Benfica because of the uh, the links we've had to them with the players we've loaned them. Like um, the player we bought from them, which is the Swedish bloke, midfielder. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Stefan Schwartz. Stefan
0: Schwartz.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I'd want to live quite close to a big team. I'd be, yeah, I'd like, I want to go and live in Portugal where it's warm all year round. One of my labours across the road, she's from Portugal. I said, why? Why were you living in this fucking country when you could be living in Portugal? She said, I can't stand the heat. I said, I can't stand the cold.
0: My, my Portugal. I don't really have a, a, other teams, but the Portuguese team that I actually I quite like is and and they're from Madeira. They're called Maritimo, and Joe will probably know this. I was lucky enough. where I used to live. I used to live just by the stadium, and I actually got quite friendly because it's a very small place. There's only a few places to drink and that you know in on the island and I got to know the team at the time quite well and it was when uh, their captain was called Bruno and also I got quite friendly with um, a player that you may remember he was a portuguese player and I think he played for Celtic and he also played for West Ham and his name was Hugo Porfirio my mate no. used to own a pub called the Prince Albert and I used to come in there and me and Hugo we got on like a house on fire because he's got a, a very good English accent. He's lived in London and everything. And I used to be able to go and watch home games for free. So I have good memories uh, for living there and, you know, going up to Maritimo really enjoyed it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. He played you... for
0: Nacional. Yeah. Ronaldo uh, yeah. played yeah. for Nacional. Because oh. Ronaldo's from Madeira and he played for Nacional. That's nice.
1: You've got some India, you're a well-travelled man, Stan. And now you've ended up in bloody Not, bad for,
0: not bad for a kid who's from Peckham.
1: <laughs> Peckham. I'm from Putney, which is a very posh now. It is a shithole when we lived there. So I was born and brought up there until I was about three and a half. And we went, fuck this, let's move to uh, Huntingdon. Right, I think that's, uh, we've still got 32 people watching at this time of night. Well, thank you very much. In future. Me and Stan are going to try and do those these shows late night, so maybe one a.m. kind of thing, because a load of my friends on other podcasts are from North America and South America and all those kind of places. So it'd be nice to to uh, entertain a, a different range of people. Uh, normal afternoon, nighttime for them. So we will be back. Um, we will be back uh, Sunday evening sometime me and Deek uh, deke talking about the game but the way i'm sleeping at the moment i'm not looking forward to doing a show after having about five hours sleep which is going to be a nightmare hopefully this will apparently only last two weeks the the constant weeing oh god's sake and uh, if anyone's interested i'm playing football manager 23 with abwfc i'm in my fifth season and i'm five seasons undefeated with far with four Ooh. titles there we oh. go uh joe says hopefully we win sunday otherwise god help the state of our fan base you're right joe because they are mostly pricks <laughs> mm-hmm. uh people like troops have come out of all of a sudden yeah i've noticed that stan all the old lot who made their podcast made their names on the back of um, arteta and emery and us being no e- uh, venga and us on venga and emery on us being shit They've been, they've not been around for the last couple of years of our glory under our test, especially last season when we played some of the best football I've ever seen in my life as an Arsenal fan. Now they're starting to stick their heads up again. I saw. Uh, I don't mean Lee Judge is a prick. He's not. He's a friend of mine. He's a lovely bloke. But he did one as a short clip of him the other day on Twitter. Going, I don't fucking care. Fuck you. And this is fucking out of. I thought Judge is back. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but some of those people really are arseholes. The judge isn't an arsenal. He's a genuinely lovely bloke. He is actually. Um, I've
0: I've done a couple of podcasts with him. I knew, I knew who mm. he was, and I was on a panel with him and um had a good chat with him. and behind the scenes afterwards as well. And uh yeah. very um very affable gentleman to talk to,
1: to be honest. Yeah, he is. And so is Dan, mate of his. Very good. Dan Potts, um, yeah. Dan Potts, yeah, another nice bloke. Uh uh right, let's go. Because we've been doing just over an hour.
0: We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Stan, you have been you've been delightful. Thank you. It's been good to come back. It's been a while since we have done these. I also want to just quickly say to Phil Macker, he was a stretton boy. That means that he probably went to nightclubs like the Cat's Whiskers, which was above the ice skating ring. He's probably laughing to himself now. Uh it's good to be back. Uh, so glad that everybody came in the chat to join us. Thanks for having me, Danny. And I look forward to coming back and doing a few more of these preview shows and maybe post shows with Dick, time yep. willing.
1: Lovely. Right. Now, would you like the the outro that is Steve Lord-Hillwood and Dave Goonholic or would you like the Anfield
0: 89 outro? I want the Steve and the, uh, you know, the, the the that one. You know the one I mean. Yeah, Steve-Hillwood right, so. and David.
1: Yes. Yes, um and Dave, who has been his anniversary on Christmas Day, been I think it's four or five years now. Sad, sad times. Right, we're going to go. Thank you very much for watching. If you've liked it, give it a thumbs up, or maybe subscribe if you haven't before, because we've lost twenty subscribers in the last month. I don't know where they've gone. Bless them. They've probably made the right decision. They're probably following me. Hey, cheeky! All right then. Goodbye. As
0: soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog! Splendid business!
1: He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> so I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see him at it. So when you see him in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately, and get the brown sauce on one. Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt.